the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. For Christians, worshiping God here on earth is only the beginning. In America, there are some 500,000 different churches that are worshiping God today. This church is just one church, one service of one church, of some 500,000 churches in America that are worshiping God today. And I'm telling you, one day... We will all be together. As we each place ourselves in the presence of God and experience worship with Him, we can all get a small taste of heaven. But today, Pastor Dudley will give us a glimpse of what heaven's throne room will really look like. Next, as we lift up Jesus. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. It is recorded in the book of John that Jesus once said, If he is lifted up, he will draw all people unto himself. Christ's death, resurrection, and ascension are all linked to this glorious exaltation, and it is a call made to the entire world. No class, social status, race, or gender is excluded from this declaration. That is why we lift up the name of Jesus on this program every day. Our teaching pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with today's message. I want you to take your Bibles and uh, turn to the book of Revelation, today's chapter 4 and 5. What you're going to see today is that God pulls back the curtain and allows John to just see a glimpse of what heaven looks like. Let's look at verse 1, and we're going to read through this text, uh, chapters 4 and 5. Chapter 4, verse 1. After this, after what? After he wrote this letter to the seven churches. He said, I looked there before me was a door standing open. The door was open, leading into heaven. The voice I heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, come up here, and I will show you what must take place. Look at verse 2. At once I was in the Spirit, and there before me was a throne in heaven, and somebody was sitting on that throne. It is the Lord God Almighty was sitting on that throne. He says the one that sat there had the appearance of jasper. And then he says there was a rainbow, the Bible says, resembling an emerald, which means it had kind of a green tint to it. The Bible says that the rainbow encircled the throne. And point number one, write this down, there's going to be a whole lot of gathering around that throne when you get to heaven. Let's look at verse 4. Verse 4, the first three words say, surrounding the throne. I want you to say those three words. Surrounding the throne. So surrounding this throne, there were 24 other thrones. You have the main throne, then you have 24 other thrones, and seated on those 24 thrones are the 24 elders that are dressed in what color? Dressed in white, and they had crowns of 
gold on their head. And so because these uh, elders had crowns, we believe that they don't represent angels because angels don't wear crowns. We believe that these 24 elders represent humans, people like you and I. When you hear 24 elders, it's speaking of people like you and I who are dressed in white, symbolic of those of us who have named Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Can someone say amen? Amen. Verse 5. From the throne came flashes of thunder. Imagine. And then seven lamps blazing and seven spirits of God. Verse 6 says, also... Before the throne, there was a sea of glass that looked like clear as crystal. What is that? Well, we don't really know, but again, from gathering from other passages in the Bible, this, this represents that barrier between people who are lost and people that somehow made it to heaven. All right? So whatever that is, it's the thing that keeps the people that are saved from the people that are lost. It's that gap between heaven and hell. And that sea of glass represents all the saints who somehow made it there as far as you can see. And then the Bible says at the end of verse 6, in the center around the throne. See, everything's around the throne. Around the throne, there were four living creatures covered with with eyeballs. So we believe that these four creatures, there's four of them, covered in these eyeballs, it just represents the fact that they see everything. They know everything. Look at verse 7. The first creature looks like a lion. The second looks like an ox. The third had the face like the face of a man. And the fourth was like a flying eagle. Now, verse 8, each of those four living creatures had how many wings? Six wings. Now, again, because of that phrase, we believe that these are some type of angelic beings because over in Isaiah chapter 6, we also have uh, angels that have six wings. With two wings, they cover their face. Two wings, they cover their feet. And with two wings, they fly. And so we believe that these are some type of angelic uh, beings, that they have these wings. They're covered with eyes, and they have six wings, which speaks of their alertness and their knowledge. And the Bible says that day and night, these four creatures circled around the throne of God, they never stop saying these words. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and who is and who is to come. I believe, write this down, these four creatures are divine warrior angels. They were guardians of the throne. Now the lion, we believe, represents wild creatures. The ox represents domestic animals. The face of man represents the pinnacle of creation. And the flying eagle represents the flying creatures. Now, you write these four words down. The lion represents strength. The ox represents service. The face of man represents reason. And the flying eagle represents speed. And all that is to state that these four creatures, these divine warrior guardians of the throne, it speaks of their power, of their ability and the strength and the speed that they have to carry out the wrath of God. Whenever these four, say the word whenever, whenever these four living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who was seated on that throne, who lives forever and ever and ever, whenever something interesting, whenever these four creatures began to worship God, 
Look what happened in verse 10. The 24 elders, again, which represents all of the redeemed, those that are dressed in white, that made it through that sea of glass, those 24 elders would fall down before him, God, who sits on the throne, and they would begin to worship him forever and ever. And notice they take off their crowns and lay it at the foot of the one who sits on that throne, signifying that he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And in verse 11 it says that these elders, which means all the people that are there, would say these words, you are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you are the one that created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being. The second thing that happens, write this down, Jesus is going to be revealed, all right? Now, verse 1, chapter 5, John says, I looked and I saw in God's right hand, his left hand or his right hand? His right hand. I saw in the right hand, God's holding something. He's holding a scroll with writing on both sides, the inside and the outside. It's a seal. It's been sealed with seven seals. John says, I saw a mighty angel. Now, this is different than the four. He saw another angel, a mighty angel, proclaiming in a loud voice, who is worthy? Who is worthy to break the seals and open up this scroll? Verse 3, but no one, no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth could open this scroll or even look inside it. No man, none of the 24 elders, not the powerful angels, no one could open this scroll. Verse 4, so John begins to cry, and he says, I wept and I wept because no one was found who was worthy to open that scroll and look inside. And then verse 5, one of the elders tapped him on the shoulder and said, hey, John, stop crying. Look over there. See? The lion from the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. Now, what is this scroll? What what is in that scroll? I want you to write this down. The commentaries that I read, the majority of them said they believe this scroll is the title deed to earth. And there's other passages like in Daniel chapter 7 that they get some of this. But the earth was created for who? Who was the earth created for? It was created for you. God put Adam and Eve on the planet, and God said, it's yours to subdue. It's yours. Man has the title deed. And John sees this scroll, this title deed. He knows that Satan is running wild. He sees Christians being persecuted for their faith. And he's wondering who can solve life's problems. Who can open this scroll? No one is worthy. Not one. He looks all of heaven and all of No one can open up this scroll. The elder taps him on the shoulder and says these words. John, there is one. There is one who is worthy. And John says, well, who can open up this scroll? And and the elder says, look over there. He comes from the tribe of Judah. It's a lion. He's the root of David, which means he is the Messiah. He has triumphed, and which means that he's resurrected. He is the one that's able to open the scrolls and its seven seals. So John, he wheels around to look for the lion. 
He's look, he said, it's going to be a lion, a tribe of Judah. He turns and he looks. It's not a lion. It's a lamb. Just a little, tiny, tiny little lamb. He's told that it's a lion, so he turns to look for the lion. But instead, it's flashed back. He sees a lamb. And it's not just any old lamb. Look at verse 6. The Bible says, Then I saw a lamb looking as if he had been slain. He turns, he sees a lamb. He's looking for a lion. He sees this lamb. It looks as though it had been slain. And the lamb is standing in the center of the throne. This is no ordinary lamb because most lambs don't stand. This, sta- this lamb is standing and this lamb is alive even though he looked like he had been slain. Now the reason he, ha- he looked like he had been slain is because he had been slain. The scars from Jesus dying on the cross were still visible. Perhaps he could see the nail prints in his hands and in his feet. And even though demons and the hands of wicked people had conspired against Jesus, and even though they had killed him by nailing him to a cross, and even though they had taken him off that cross and thrown him in a a tomb for three days, we know at the end of those three days that he arose from the dead. And there he stands as the only one who truly has power power over demons. He's the only one who has power over death. He's the only one that has power over sin. He's the only one who is worthy to open that seal and to reign over earth. Notice the rest of verse 6. He's got seven horns. He's got seven eyes. Have you ever seen an animal with horns and it's running towards you? What are you going to do? you're going to get out of the way. Horns represent power. And this speaks to the fact that God is all-powerful. And the number seven speaks of God. It's God's number. It's, it's, the, it's the fullness of God, the completeness of God. So those seven horns represent the fact that God is omnipotent. The seven eyes speak of God's vision, that God sees all, that God knows all, uh, that God is omniscient. And the seven spirits, we've talked about this, that that represents the presence of God, that God is omnipresent, that he's everywhere. It's the fullness of God's spirit. So Jesus, Jesus is revealed in Revelation chapter 5. And then notice what happens in verse 7. Jesus comes and takes the scroll from the right hand of God, which means, and again, you have, to, you have to tie in Daniel chapter 7. It is a picture after the resurrection, after Jesus defeats death, after Jesus defeats sin, after three days where it appeared as though Satan had won the battle. Here he is standing as a conquering king who had just returned from battle, and God gives him the title deed and basically says, and now Jesus is the one who will reign supreme over heaven and earth. Now, the moment that scroll is handed to Jesus, the moment that Jesus accepts that scroll, Praise and worship breaks out all over heaven. I want you to write this down, ultimate reverence and worship. This is the ultimate reverence and worship. This is what heaven is going to be like. There are three groups that break out into praise the second Jesus gets that scroll. The first group, write this down, are the 24 elders and those four creatures. And the Bible says that each had a heart. We, everybody gets a harp. 
What does that heart represent? It's, you should figure that out. That's not difficult. A heart means that we're worshiping, that we are singing, that we're honoring God, and they were holding golden bowls full of incense. Well, what is incense? Well, the Bible tells you in the same verse, the incense are all the prayers of all the saints. Imagine such a moment. And verse 9 says, and they sang a new song. Everyone in heaven will sing a new song. And here's the song. You are worthy to take the scroll and open its seals because you were slain. And with your blood, you purchased men for God from every tribe and every language and every people and every nation. The second group, write this down, verse 11, as we prepare to close, is a hundred million angels. So these hundred, hundred million angels, what are they doing? While we're all worshiping at the throne, these hundred million angels are encircling the throne. And verse 12 says, in a loud voice, and some of you come to church and think, man, it's awful loud in there. Wait till you hear the voice of a hundred million angels. In a loud voice, they sang, they sang, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. Can you imagine being on your face before God, seeing Jesus and seeing the nail scars in his hands seeing him as a lamb that was slain and hearing a hundred million angels singing in a loud voice, worthy is the lamb to receive power. Worthy is the lamb to receive wealth. Worthy is the lamb to receive wisdom and honor and glory and praise. And then the third group, write this down. All of creation. Notice verse 13. I heard every creature, not just those that we've explained. In heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is within them, singing to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever and ever and ever. And the last verse of chapter 5, those four living tough angels, all they could say was, Amen. Now, I've said all that to say what I'm getting ready to say, so I hope you're listening. I want you to imagine with me today, I want you to see something. Today, you see this building we're sitting in here? It's this little building here. Some people come in here and think, man, there's a lot of people there. No, there's not. This is a drop in the bucket. Today, all over the world, there are people who are worshiping God today. There are people in Africa, all over Africa today, are worshiping God. And let me tell you, they worship better than what we do here in the United States. You, you do not know how to worship. Go to Africa. Go to Africa. They will show you how to worship God. All over Asia, people are worshiping God today. 
In Latin America, people are worshiping God today. Some of the largest churches in the world today, churches that run 150,000, 75,000, 100,000 churches that are that large all over Latin America today. In India, there are Christians who are worshiping God. In the Philippines today, there are Christians who are worshiping God. The underground church in China today, millions of Chinese are worshiping God today. In South Korea, there are Christians who are worshiping God today. In the Middle East, there are Christians who are worshiping God today. All over the world, there are people doing what you're doing here today. And sometimes you come in here and you look around here and you think, hey, look at our church, it's pretty cool. No, this is not the church. The church is all over the world. Now think about just the United States of America, just our country. In America, there are some 500,000 different churches that are worshiping God today. This church is just one church, one service of one church, of some 500,000 churches in America that are worshiping God today. And I'm telling you, one day... One day, we will all be together. From Africa, from China, from Japan, from the Philippines, from Russia, we will all be together. And God will be there on the throne. And around him will be those four creatures with those six wings covered in eyes. And the 24 elders, which represents all those who ever came from the Old Testament and all those who live in the New Testament, we will all be there. And up above, there will be millions of millions of hundreds of millions of angels. And together, we will all be saying to him who sits on the throne, to him who is the Lamb, be praise and glory and honor and power forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. We live in the most distracted culture in the history of the world. We see about 10,000 messages every day. We even touch our phones about 2,000 times a day. We're literally being overwhelmed with information. That's why there's no better time than right now for Dudley Rutherford's remarkable new book, One Thing, Rediscover a Simpler Faith in Our Complicated World. In this timely book, Pastor Dudley invites you to open your Bible and look closely at seven key passages of Scripture where you'll find the beautifully uncomplicated phrase, One Thing. These Scriptures will quiet all the noise that you're hearing and call you back to a simpler faith. Dudley Rutherford has discovered the secret of how to focus our lives on the one thing that matters. 
what if you could find that simplicity? It's waiting out there, and this is your roadmap to freedom. Contact Lift Up Jesus today and get your copy of One Thing, the book that could finally change everything. This April, the greatest story ever told returns to Shepherd Church in Port Ranch. Come and witness the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ brought to life with new music and new performances. This year's Passion Play Experience features four complete performances under the direction of Chip Hurd with musical direction by Maxie Anderson. Showtimes are Friday, April 8th at 7 p.m., Saturday, April 9th at 6 p.m., and two shows on Sunday, April 10th at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Bring the entire family. This is not a ticketed event, so no purchase is necessary. You won't want to miss the 2022 presentation of The Passion Play. I'm Kyle Welch. We invite you to join us every weekday at this time when we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.